0: Luke chapter 11, verses 14 through 36. One day Jesus cast a demon out of a man who couldn't speak, and the man's voice returned to him. The crowd was amazed, but some said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Trying to test Jesus, others asked for a miraculous sign from heaven to see if he was from God. He knew their thoughts, so he said, any kingdom at war with itself is doomed. A divided home is also doomed. You say, I am empowered by the prince of demons. But if Satan is fighting against himself by empowering me to cast out his demons, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by the prince of demons, what about your own followers? They cast out demons too, so they will judge you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the power of God— THEN THE KINGDOM OF GOD HAS ARRIVED AMONG YOU, for WHEN SATAN, WHO IS COMPLETELY ARMED, GUARDS HIS PALACE, IT IS SAFE, UNTIL SOMEONE WHO IS STRONGER ATTACKS AND OVERPOWERS HIM, STRIPS HIM OF HIS WEAPONS, AND CARRIES OFF HIS BELONGINGS. ANYONE WHO ISN'T HELPING ME OPPOSES ME, AND ANYONE WHO ISN'T WORKING WITH ME IS ACTUALLY WORKING AGAINST ME. WHEN AN EVIL SPIRIT LEAVES A PERSON, IT GOES INTO THE DESERT, SEARCHING FOR REST. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and clean. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, a woman of the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breasts that nursed you. He replied, But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. As the crowd pressed in on Jesus, he said, These are evil times, and this evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. What happened to him was a sign to the people of Nineveh that God had sent him. What happens to me— will be a sign that God has sent me, the Son of Man, to these people. The Queen of Sheba will rise up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, because she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now someone greater than Solomon is here, and you refuse to listen to him. The people of Nineveh too will rise up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now someone greater than Jonah is here, and you refuse to repent. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, it is put on a lampstand to give light to all who enter the room. Your eye is a lamp for your body. A pure eye lets sunshine into your soul. But an evil eye shuts out the light and plunges you into darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not really darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight is shining on you.
1: What does a helmet do? It covers the head. What's in the head that's critical? The brain. What does the brain need for it to do its job? The mind. So when the Bible talks about the helmet of salvation is talking about controlling our thoughts, controlling what penetrates our mind that informs our brain that causes what we do to be executed in our lives. It's called the helmet of salvation. Since he's already writing to Christians when he says the helmet of salvation, he's not talking about going to heaven, he's talking about decision making on earth. God wants to control your identity. He wants to control your thinking. He wants to control my thoughts because his thoughts are not my thoughts. And my thoughts are not his thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth, Isaiah 55 says, verse 11. So that much gap exists between God's thinking and our thoughts. And so he wants us to link into his thinking for the purpose of deliverance. You see, the word salvation means to be delivered. We're delivered in eternity from eternal judgment, but God wants us to be delivered in time from satanic attack and defeat. And to be delivered in time, helmet of salvation, you have to have your head right. And that's why the Bible calls it, in Romans 12 2, the renewing of the mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says that God wants us to dismantle every thought that goes against the rule of Christ in our lives unto obedience to Christ. So the helmet of salvation means I'm going to learn consistently and progressively to think God's thoughts after him. And as I think God's thoughts after him and inculcate that thinking as a way of living, then I find myself being delivered because now I am moving in sync with God because my mind is right. You see, many Christians, even though they're saved for heaven, have a secular mind, or what the Bible calls a carnal or fleshly mind. They're thinking like mere men, 1 Corinthians 3 says. So they're not thinking God's thoughts, they're thinking human thoughts, even if they sprinkle a little Jesus over it to make it sound spiritual. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 that we are to think spiritual thoughts based on spiritual words. So you go to God's Word, learn what He says, make those your thoughts, and then you just put on a helmet. In football, they wear a helmet because they're getting hit. Satan is hitting us. He doesn't want us to have spiritual concussions or brain damage. He wants us to be able to think clearly based on the truth of God.